Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 1057 The Fan. Coming up at 4.15, we're going to take your phone calls at 410-583-1057. We can talk about the O's and the series against Toronto and this 37-game stretch where the Orioles are trying to win the division. Concerns over Jack Flaherty. Yeah, the Jack Flaherty not feeling like he, quote, bounced back. Are you concerned about that? Fuji, could he be sent down the minors? We can talk Ravens. Uh, anybody on the roster bubble you think could make the team? That's at 4.15, 410-583-1057. But right now, we're going to try to construct a jigsaw puzzle. You only get a certain amount of spots, Bone. And Austin Voth is here right now because he got he got called up or activated today and Bauman, Mike Bauman sent down if you weren't uh, paying attention. They got guys on the horizon. Danny Coulomb is going to make a rehab start, and then he said he's going to be back. Tyler Wells, D.L. Hall, and John Means all on the horizon in the very near future. How do you fit all these guys on the roster? It's going to be tough, Ken. And maybe things sort itself out. Who knows what happens with Jack Flaherty if he has an IL stint. But you get the one extra spot. You need to fit in four more guys. You get the one extra spot September 1st. So Mm -hmm. you need three more moves. Nick Vespi has options. Vespi's going down. So he's going to go down. I think Fuji goes down. I I really do. And, And I get what we had Jacob Calvin Meyer on. Uh, who covers the O's for the Baltimore Sun in the first hour. And he was saying the, the upside of Fuji, and I get it, but at this point, you, you you don't have the patience for that. You're trying to win the division. You're yeah. trying to get these guys. So that gets three spots, Ken, and that's where things get really difficult because the only other guys that have options, Felix and Yanir Cano, are not going anywhere. Them. And then CNL Perez. CNL Perez has been really good I, lately. I know, I know. And then Jacob Webb. Yeah, he ain't been, going anywhere. He ain't God going sense. anywhere. So Jacob Webb's been that like the around, and he wasn't a trade deadline acquisition. He was a waiver claim, and somehow he got here. But he's been the best guy that right now that Michael Elias picked up in the last month. No, nah, he's been a godsend for them. So I don't know how you get that additional spot, Ken. I mean, that's only three for four guys. Yeah, somebody's going to have to get hurt. And, and they're the easy ones, like Vespi's going down. Yeah. And Fuji. Fuji, if you want to send him down. And, and both, I think, at some point, probably. 
I do want to get back to the DL Hall of it all, though. I don't understand why he's not up here right now. You and me both. And since the Florida Gulf Coast uh, rehab, he's appeared in seven games, nine and two-thirds innings. He's got 23 strikeouts in seven and two or nine and two thirds innings 23 strikeouts i mean that's extremely and the and the velo's back yeah the velo's back where he's touching you know 98 miles per hour and you would think a vespi for dl hall makes all the sense in the world yes and and i i like nick vespi nick vespi does not have the put away stuff that dl hall has nick vespi is a guy that really can't get righties out with consistency dl hall's a guy that that when he's on, he's he gets swing and miss. And he was someone last year yes. when he initially got put in the bullpen, scuffled a little bit, but he was a weapon for them down the stretch. And I believe he even closed out a game in Yankee Stadium last year in September. So I'm excited to see him. And then the wild card of it all is John Means, mm-hmm. where Means, he's – Made three starts with Bowie. He's going to appear in a start Friday for Norfolk. And you would think that he's getting closer. And in his last start on the 20th, so it was three days ago, mm-hmm. went four innings, two hits, one earned run, yeah, four strikes. He's pitching Friday in Norfolk. Yeah, so I do wonder. And I was thinking about this last night. So the Blue Jays, Ryu had the Tommy John. Yep. And when they brought him back, they put him in the rotation. I think he made his first start against the Orioles. He and did. He, and he, he obviously he did not go very deep, but he came back as a starter. And it's the first time I was thinking about that last night. I go, is it possible the Orioles put John Means back in the rotation? If you would have asked me that question about 30 minutes ago, <laughs> before the Jack Flaherty news came out, I would have said no. But now, Ken, I think it really opens the door for that because – I think they're going to want to stick with this six-man rotation. And clearly, they're building up means. Where Mm -hmm. it's not a situation like Wells, who's getting deloaded, and they've already committed to him going to the bullpen. Means they haven't really announced what their intentions are with him. I, I could see it depending on the severity of Flaherty's injury. I I just want to bring up uh, Dan Connolly talked to to uh, John Means yesterday, and I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling back for for his uh, tweet about, yes, here it is. Had a great chance to chat a little with John Means. This was yesterday. He said his arm feels great. His next rehab appearance will be in Norfolk, and that, we know that's now Friday. The goal is five innings. After that, it could be another rehab outing, or maybe he could join the Orioles. Said that's not his call, but he says he's feeling good. Yeah, with Means, my guess is he's going to be a September call-up. My guess. Um, I would so oh. that would give him one more start, you would think, after Friday doing the math with twenty mm-hmm. fifth. Yeah, thirtieth. So he would get one more start there. But look, knock on wood, because he already had that setback earlier. It seems like things have been relatively smooth for him thus far. And if you can get you get anything out of John Means, I've always thought it was a bonus. But now you might need him in that rotation. Yeah, the Flaherty thing. And I do want to point out and it's that that for Jack Flaherty's part, he says he's not concerned. So that 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 was not in the original tweet, but it has now since been out. And I think Jake Rill from MLB.com posted the uh transcript of the question and answer. Jack Flaherty says he's not concerned. He says pitchers go through this. So 
Hey, uh, it's concerning because of how poorly he pitched the last time out. Yes. Yes, it is. And I guess I'll be uh, Timmy Sunshine and take him at his word. And this is a veteran. He's been in the game for a minute now where if he's saying that, okay. Let's see it. Coming up next here on the program, 410-583-1057. We want to hear from the people. We can talk about Batista last night, talk about Jorge Mateo last night, talk about Jack Flaherty, John Means, some of the pitchers coming back, or the Ravens. Who is the undrafted guy that's going to make this football team? Did the Ravens at EDC do enough bringing in uh, Darby and Jadavion Clowney? 410-583-1057. We're taking your calls next here on The Fan. Inside Access on the fan. Baltimore's only 24-hour sports station. 1057. The fan. Ravens are done practicing today, according to our own Cordell Woodland. They said it was about a half-speed kind of practice. Uh, John Harbaugh is meeting with the media right now. He did tell the media that Lamar Jackson wants to play Saturday, and then he said, that's all I have to say about that. Also said J.K. Dobbins will not play Saturday. So that's uh, your some of your news. We'll hear from uh, J.K. Dobbins and Rashad Bateman a little later. That surprised me with Harb saying that Lamar wanted to play because I remember a reporter asked him last week uh, during the commander's joint practices <laughs> if he wanted to play in the preseason because Patrick Mahomes is playing in the preseason, yeah. and, and he responded, did I play last year? Yeah, that's right. He did say and that. And the reporter said no. And he goes, hey, yeah. I'm good. 410-583-1057. You're taking your calls right now, Ravens or Orioles. And let's get started with Jerry and Owings Mills. Jerry, you're on the fan. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Um, just wanted to talk about James Prochet. I actually wanted to say goodbye and good riddance. I just don't see how this guy with the team that we have – how he, I know in the past how he's made the team, but I just don't see how he makes the team this year. Um, you know, the the play, he's always involved in special teams of 15-yard penalties away from the ball, you know, drop passes, the, the interception in Denver at home or at, at home against Denver. Just, I just, I, what do you guys, what do you think his chances of making the team uh, Jer- um, I'll, let, I'll let you guys talk about yeah, it. No, thanks for the call. I talked about this a little yesterday. I think he has a 0.0 chance of making the football team as long as Tylen Wallace and the re- – like, uh, does Tylen Wallace play Saturday? Does he need to play Saturday? I th- He scored touchdowns each of the last two preseason games. He plays teams. I think he's the sixth receiver. The other five guys uh, are Beckham, Bateman, Flowers, Aguilar, and Duvernay. So I think he's got no chance to make the team. Yeah, that top five was set heading into training camp, and we were wondering if they would keep a six receiver, and Tylen Wallace has stated his case, where I was ready for them to move on from Prochet and Wallace, but Wallace, to his credit, he has earned a spot on this 53-man roster, and the big thing with Wallace is he plays special teams where Prochet, he's not returning kicks here. He already fumbled uh, the punt. A couple weeks ago where Prochet, 
you see it time and time again, like the caller was saying, just the mistakes. I mean, remember week 18 where he caught a deep ball and he, he uh, stepped out of bounds? Uh, yeah. So the, how <laughs> about got called back. How about uh, the, the game in Cincinnati where he almost caught the last play of the, yeah. the game? I, I think Prochet needs to change the scenery. He's a guy sure. that in past years flashed during training camp and preseason, but then just goes invisible during the regular season. To me, and this is just personal opinion, I think his confidence is shot. And again, I think he's got zero chance to make this team. 410-583-1057. Back out to the phone lines. Tom's in Rising Sun. Tom, you're on the fan. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good, man. Listen, uh, I would be surprised with John Angelo's telling uh, Michael Elias uh, at the trading deadline. Uh, don't add too much to the payroll. I think that's what happened, more or less. I just don't trust the guy. If he comes down to the statements he's making now when we're running for the playoffs, I don't trust this guy at all. I think all he's worried about is the bottom line. He's not worried about winning. I'm sorry. Hey, I, I, to- I appreciate the call. I totally understand why you feel that way. I feel like, and, and people in the industry have said this as well, the one area where John, and he's been much different than his dad in this way, is he's not interfering at all with baseball ops. And time and time again, for things like the Dominican Academy, for things like draft picks, which you do have to pay for, but the money is that, not Dominican Academy they don't have to pay for, but the draft picks you do. The money has been there for uh Make, for making moves as far as building up the infrastructure for the analytics, et cetera. And, and uh, Michael Elias was asked repeatedly at a press conference before the deadline, did he have the financial wherewithal to add to the payroll? He said yes. So I'm going to take Michael Elias at his word, but I can definitely understand why fans feel that way. I, I'm not buying that theory that Michael Elias was not given – the autonomy to add to the payroll with a trade. I, I'm not buying that. We're going to find out this offseason. We will find I, I wasn't here Monday to say my piece mm-hmm. with the, the whole John Angelos New York Times thing. You're buffering. I, I, it, yeah, I was buffering. I, I have zero idea why he's talking anymore. I mean, if he came out of that interview with Tyler Kepner, like, nailed it. That's that's going to be good PR. Uh, it, it it it's lunacy. It doesn't make any sense for him to comment on something four or five years from now and not say, "Hey, we're going to do everything in our power to sign these guys. We understand where we're at uh, financially, market wise. We're going to do everything we can to sign these guys. We're going to find out this off season. Are they going to step up to the plate and get one of those pitchers like an Aaron Nola? Mm. Are they going to step up to the plate? And give a contract extension, not even to an Adley or Gunner, to a Cedric Mullins. Yeah. Are we going to see it this offseason? If we don't, then I might buy more on what Tom's saying, but I'm trying, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. 410-583-1057. Q is in Pikesville. Q, you're on the fan. Yeah, what's going on, fellas? What's up, buddy? You know, uh, Jason's not here. You guys could have ironed out your bet, but he's not I here. He was here, man. Yeah, that's what I was trying to yeah, get. Yeah, he, he's taking his daughter to college. She, she's a fre- going to school freshman year at Syracuse. So, do me this favor, uh, Ken. When you see this dude, make sure we still in stone. <laughs> yeah, that the bet is there because once I win, yes, the Jets will win the division. Uh-huh. You know, y'all be happy. Y'all have these yes men and slash yes women come on the station and 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 do all this this, this reckless talking like the lady from yesterday with Buffalo. Buffalo Cynthia Freeland. 
Yeah, she's a, she's a station yes man. She, the, the <laughs> yes, Buffalo man. Bills, the Buffalo Bills are overrated, man. Mm-hmm. All these guests that you, Tim, all these guests that y'all be having on here, I, I've been saying this for years. They come on here, pat the fans on top of the head, and tell you how good the Ravens are. The Ravens don't have. Let's look at the defensive side. No mm-hmm. cornerback. Even with Humphrey there, Humphrey is overrated. He's mm-hmm. long in the tooth. He's not as tight yeah. as, as y'all make him up to be. Okay. Y'all have no pass rush, mm-hmm. no secondary outside of the kid from um, Williams from uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I think Marcus Williams. Good. You don't like Kyle Hamilton? Yeah. He's unproven. Okay. So you flip that on the, the, the flip side, that means you're going to have to outscore guys. Uh-huh. I've been hearing show to show how y'all put so much stock in Moncton. 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 Moncton's a town. Moncton. No take. Munkin, when he came, when he was with the Browns, even yeah. with Odell putting up a thousand yards, they still was ranked twenty second. Mm-hmm. So y'all putting all this stock all of a sudden that Lamar is supposed to be a great dynamic. Hey, he was working with Freddie Kitchens, yeah, though, yeah, Q. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was working with a matter. buffoon. The guy's it does kind of matter. <laughs> kind it of does kind of matter. <laughs> you come here and yeah. now you put all this stock in uh-huh. a guy that's coming off of a Lynn Frank and uh, Liz Lynn Frank. Frank injury. Yeah. And you got a guy nice that's been lady. going the whole year. I'd like her. And now you put everything into a rookie. I don't see this team being as hyped up as y'all making them. How many wins for the Ravens, yeah, Q? I'm going to say around 9 to 10. That okay. ballpark. And put the Jets, 12. Okay. Q, we'll talk to you soon. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 410583 go ahead. I can't get over the station yes. Station Mike, yes. Michael Lombardi, who's going to be joining us in a couple of weeks, he slams the Ravens mm-hmm. and and uh, how everyone gives him an A. Yes. And, uh, we don't bring on Cynthia Freeman. That... Freeland works for NFL Network. She like she. <laughs> There's no station yes. Man. She's a Lions fan that slams the Lions. So uh, <laughs> like, let's go to Bob and Lansdowne. Bob, you're on the fan. Um, I was wondering. I was wondering if the Ravens have any room, uh, salary cap room this year for like uh, maybe safety and cornerback and stuff or uh, linebackers. I appreciate the call. Well, they did just bring in Darby. They they, they have safeties. They and they've got linebackers. 
But they <laughs> they brought in Millette. They brought in Darby. They brought in Rocky Asin. They brought in Corners. Yeah, and, and as far as the salary cap, there's plenty of avenues that Eric DaCosta can go down, restructuring some contracts, which he hasn't done yet, you know, with a Marlon Humphrey, Ronnie Stanley, what have you. Eric DaCosta, he makes moves in the middle of the season. He makes uh, trades before the trade deadline. Typically, I would expect that to happen again this year. Let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy, you're on the fan. Hey, guys, what's going on? What's up? So I just wanted to uh, do a quick rebuttal on what Q was saying about Marlon Humphrey and how he's overrated. Uh huh. I don't understand how a guy can be overrated when he didn't allow a single touchdown the whole entire season. Yeah, uh, I I will tell you, and Jimmy, I appreciate the call. I am not. I'm not like I think Marlon's good. I'm not going to say he's overrated, but when somebody tries to tell me they're a number one corner, that's where I push back a little bit. And I guess choosing his feelings a little bit because he's got Sauce Gardner up in New York. Sauce Gardner, as a rookie, might have arguably been the best corner in football. I think Marlon's not overrated. I, no, I, I don't think, think so either. I, I'm probably higher on him than you can. I think he's real I, good. I, I, I don't I, think he's great. Yeah, I, I think he's a really, really good player. I think the one knock on Marlon that we've seen thus far is, is he a playmaker? Mm-hmm. He does not force a lot of turnovers. No, he does not, except for the one season. Now, now there's plenty of value to him. I mean, he can go toe-to-toe with top receivers, mm. and, and that that I applaud him for that. But that's the part of his game where if he had that playmaking ability, it would go to another level for me. Let's grab Ross in Pikesville. Ross, you're on the fan. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, man. I want to I want to kind of circle back to Orioles. Uh, I think my biggest fear with Mike Elias, <laughs> or my biggest fear is that if, if John Angelus doesn't open up the books, like is is Mike Elias just going to leave us uh, and go to somewhere that is going to appreciate his scouting expertise and open the books for him? I feel like that would be probably the the biggest loss to the Orioles than any other player. No, I hear you. And, Ross, this is where I am on that, and, and, and I appreciate the call. Like, for me, if Mike Elias were upset, I think somebody would have heard about it by now. Like, I know he keeps things close to the vest, but, like, somebody in the industry would have heard that Mike Elias is not thrilled, that he was promised something and then it wasn't fulfilled. Everyone is coming out and killing John Angelos. Yes. If, if someone had that dirt, yeah. they absolutely would leak it ravens practice over for the day jk dobbins rashad bateman going to talk we'll hear from them a little later but we're going to hear from melissa kim who covers the ravens for us here on the fan melissa kim joins us next here on the fan inside access on the fan jason ken and the third member i'm tim barbalace it's inside access oh he's terrible he's a hack 1057 the fan Ravens are done practicing today. So, what, second to last day of full practice of open to the media? Penultimate. Then we we go to regular season rules where you get to see about a half hour special teams. Rashad Bateman and J.K. Dobbins meeting with the media. We'll hear some of that in the 5 o'clock hour, but... 
let's go out and and hear from someone we haven't spoken to. The Ravens played Monday night. Melissa Kim was there as the Ravens battled the Commanders. The win streak went down in flames, and Melissa Kim joins us now. She does every Wednesday. And Melissa, good afternoon. Thanks as always for joining us. So you were at FedEx Field on Monday night. What were your main takeaways from that football game? Uh, well, my hi guys. By the way, my main takeaway was uh, first of all really, really important. I think that everybody came out unscathed, right? There were no serious injuries, as Coach Harbaugh said. They're obviously really important. The commanders couldn't say the same thing with Terry McLaurin. So I think that that was kind of um, a big takeaway for me. Also, a big takeaway, I want to say that I was impressed with, uh, you know, Malik Ham. He's someone that I've kept an eye on. He was quietly having a good game, didn't necessarily show up in the statistics, but you could tell that he was definitely putting pressure on Sam Howell in the first half. Um, so I definitely noticed that. I think I think for the rest of the preseason, we wrap up Zay Flowers and bubble wrap. I think his talent and everything that he's advertised for was certainly on display, even if it was just for two catches um, on Monday night. And um, I still I still want to see some more from the corner, the outside corner situation. You know, I, I still have some questions there um, in terms of depth and where this is all going to go. Um, but those were those were my main takeaways. And as for the streak ending, yeah. which you know, I know what Jason said, you know, before the game and stuff like that. By the way, I want him to buy me at a lottery ticket um, with all these predictions. Um, however, Don't gas him up. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fine, okay, I take it back. However, um, I do think that you know it's important the perspective of the preseason win streak, right? Because it's all about personal, like, you know, football life, whatever is about perspective. And I think that what coach Harbaugh said initially after the loss was, was important, you know, in terms of perspective, people can say preseason games don't matter, whatever doesn't matter. But for a lot of these guys, this might be the only time in their lifetime that they can say that they've put on an NFL uniform and played for the Ravens per se. Right. So it does hold some importance to some people. Again, it's about perspective, whether you're a player or a fan or a coach or whatever. Um, I think that that perspective was very, very important. Melissa J.K. Dobbins uh, had a press conference for the first time since that Bengals loss wild card weekend. He said that he didn't practice early in camp out of precaution. He said all the right things about his relationship mm-hmm. with Eric DaCosta, but as far says as he wants to be a Raven for life. To be a Raven for life. But <laughs> as far as the play on the field, we know that he wants to be that workhorse back. How do you see him fitting into this Todd Munkin offense? I think we saw glimpses of that in the last uh, last year, right, in the times that we got to see him on the field. That he is, I, I, you know, what we see with the Munkin offense, I think we will see certainly J.K. being utilized to the fullest of his abilities. I think what J.K. does so well, and we saw, like I said, glimpses of that last season, was he can create those, you know, he he's patient, right? Like, you know, some of the best running backs that I've watched in my career, they're patient, they wait for those holes, those plays to develop, and then they take off, you know what I mean? And they they do it well, obviously. I think that's what J.K. does so well. The poise and patience that he has waiting for those places, waiting for those gaps to open up and then takes off, I think, and shows off his speed. I think that's what J.K. does so well. He reminds me a little bit of Jonathan Taylor um, in that aspect, too, because that's what I saw him do a lot in college. Now, J.K., obviously, we saw that him do that at Ohio State. He has not yet had you know, an entire season to prove himself here yet. I hope that he gets to do that this year, but that is how I hope and will hopefully we will see that is how he is being utilized in this Todd Munkin offense. 
Talking to Melissa Kim, it's Inside Access here on The Fan. Melissa, let's go to another running back, and I asked T-Bone this question earlier. We played a cut from Gus Edwards a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about how he loves the Munkin offense, but does the Munkin offense love Gus Edwards? Because it seems like Justice Hill is, is much more active in this offense than Gus Edwards is. Part of that pertains, I think, to a little bit of the preseason situation, right, in terms of let's get these guys that are a little bit maybe down the depth chart a little bit more reps, see what they can do. But, yeah, Justice Hill has certainly become RB1, if you want to call that, um, during this preseason. And we've definitely seen how good he is, how he cuts to the outside, how fast he is. Um, And so I think that Gus is certainly going to be more of your third down guy, the guy that can truck through and get those, you know, those really important last few inches or last couple of yards that you need on those third and short plays. But um, yeah, I think that because we've seen a lot of Justice Hill doesn't mean that Gus Edwards isn't a thing for this, uh, for this backfield. Well, Melissa, just one last preseason game, and we expect to not see a lot of these guys, but still jobs to be won at the back end of the roster. Tylen Wallace, does he have the six-receiver spot locked up? You've mentioned Malik Ham trying to get a job. Keaton Mitchell, another undrafted rookie free agent. Are there any guys that you're going to zone in on Saturday night? I think that Tylen Wallace has certainly – if. You know, so far on what he's done, Tylen Wallace is certainly locked up that number six wide receiver spot. That is for sure. If he continues to play that way, I think, in Tampa, um, I would call him a lock. Malik Ham, I really, you know, I'm really rooting for this guy. I think, obviously, you have to love his story because he's a local kid who used to come to Reno Ravens camp, like, or uh, training camp, like, growing up. Um, I really liked him a lot in terms of his effort and just everything that he has, like I said, quietly done. I actually talked to him one-on-one after the game uh, in D.C., and he said for himself, he's like, I haven't had a game where he, I've dominated yet. He's like, I hope I get to do that in Tampa. But, I mean, he had a sack against the Eagles. He had that forced fumble um, against the Commanders. But for him, so he's made plays. You know, he's been disruptive. He's caught chaos. He's made the quarterback uncomfortable. But for him, he hasn't done enough just yet. So I like that attitude, and he's someone that I'm certainly going to be keeping my eyes on that I suggest that everyone keeps an eye on against Tampa. Um and yeah, a couple Keaton Mitchell, you know, as yeah. well. We saw his his speed as well against the Commanders, and I really like Vokalek, you know, the guy, the undrafted um, rookie free agent out of Nebraska. But like, I mean, do they keep four tight ends? I mean, he certainly, I think, his performance, especially against the Commanders, he certainly earned himself on somebody's roster. I hope that it's the Ravens, obviously, um, in a greedy kind of way. But do they keep four tight ends? Who knows. Um, so he's certainly someone that I continue to keep my eye on as well. Melissa Kim, always great. Thank you so much for your time. We will talk again soon. Thank you, guys. Coming up next, though, it's T-Bone time. It's TMI with T-I-M. What you got? Talked earlier about who is most likely out of the undrafted rookie free agents to make this team. Well, the Ravens, they got a storied history of mm-hmm. undrafted guys coming in and making big-time impacts and Coming up next, we're going to get into some of those guys and some of those names. It's, it is a long, long oh. list. And that's next on Inside Access. Inside Access. Hot takes from the guy behind the glass. I'm in a glass case of emotion. TMI with TIM. TMI. TMI, my friends. Inside Access. 1057 The Fan. It's T-Bone time, TMI with T-I-M, and the floor is yours. 
Well, as John Harbaugh told us Monday night, these games are very important, and they are. And they are very important for guys on the back end of the roster to try and make it. And we know over the course of this franchise's history that they typically keep at least one undrafted free agent a heck of a lot more than not and we have a poll out right now ia1057 the fan on twitter and three guys that we came up with keaton mitchell travis volkalek and malik ham who's most likely to make it out of that bunch and keaton mitchell running away with it at 86 and a half percent and ken i think i can speak for you that we think he is going to make it yes but the ravens just going through the list earlier uh today the guys that they were able to find the diamonds in the rough uh, just unbelievable and everything that the ravens touched it seemed like undrafted free agent linebacker wise turned to gold i mean you think of bart scott Mm -hmm. who pro bowl guy here ended up signing a big time contract with the jets josh bynes had the final tackle in uh Super Bowl 47 had multiple stints here. It was very important in 2019 to stabilize that defense. Remember Donnell Ellerby? He was a uh-huh. yeah. He was a starter during that Super Bowl. He was season. their best linebacker in that Super Bowl he, season. Uh, he got a big free agent deal. Oh, jeez, Vernon Davis uh, was running past Ray yeah, Lewis frequently but, in that game. Jameel McLean, yeah, a guy that was here for a long time and ended up going to the Giants. Someone that could have got money here that chose to turn down that extension patrick owasso oh peanut yeah peanut undrafted guy and someone who i really would have liked to have seen unfortunately career ended due to a a spinal condition is zach oh yeah who's now a coach yeah who's who's still with the organization had a really good year and was second team all pro in in his final year playing in baltimore uh, going through other names, I mean, you think of Priest Holmes, who oh, yeah. obviously made his career in Kansas City. But it was on the Super Bowl uh, team. He was. I, I want to talk about Jamal Lewis and Priest Holmes in the backfield. I yeah. mean, that is just sick. I remember watching Priest Holmes at Texas, and I was yeah. like, man, this, and he had the, main, the, the injury, which made, made him undrafted, but boy, was he good. And think of it this way, Ken, where 2001, obviously, he signed with the Chiefs in free agency. If he was still on the roster and they had Priest Holmes that year. Yeah, and, and Jamal gets hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have been a lot better than Terry yeah. Allen. Yeah, oh, <laughs> don't, don't get me started. <laughs> and Gus Edwards, uh, someone that we've talked about a lot today. And guy in a second duty here, Michael Pierce. I remember the last preseason game, I think he recovered a fumble in the end zone for a touchdown, had some sacks. Patrick Ricard recently, of course, yeah. two-way player. That was when he was playing defensive yeah. line. Making plays in the preseason on defense. Making some big-time plays in the preseason. And two-thirds of the Wolfpack, Morgan Cox and, of course, Justin Tucker, two undrafted free Greatest agents. kicker of all time, undrafted. And there's a crazy story with him where I, I want to say he was like close to visiting Pittsburgh. Uh, I forget who did that story, but... It, it is crazy how these situations kind of turn out this way, where all of these guys, and you think of all of these pro bowlers, and heck, Justin Tucker, you think he's not worth a draft pick yeah. at this point? 
kind of just slipped through the cracks. It, it, off topic, if, if the Ravens put Justin Tucker on the trade market, what do you think they could get for him? A one? Guy that could kick 60-yard field goals? Got to be able I to get mean, a two, you, don't you, know, you think? Like a Sebastian Janikowski. Didn't yeah. he get selected with a first-round pick? He was pick? a first-round pick, and he lasted a long <laughs> no, time. He, he did, and he had a heck of a leg as well. I would say you probably could get a one. If you consider, or like one value? Well, well, you just think longevity for a career. I mean, Adam Vince Terry could apply for AARP. Yeah. He was playing so deep into his football uh, life. You you can think offensively, and I, I don't want to take you too far off topic, no, but but the Ravens, like, they can play for a field goal at the 43. It's it's crazy. No, it's, it's a weapon. I mean, and you think of all of the games that he saved. I mean, his rookie year with the Mile High America. Yeah. I mean, hitting that kick, it was a 40-something yard field goal. It was goal like 47 when or 49. When it was negative a billion yeah. in Denver that day. But, I mean, again, just going through all of these names, it just goes to show you, of course, Ozzie Newsom here for a majority of them, and then Eric DaCosta right now. It's, it's just one of those things you, you never know when they keep one of these guys, how they end up turning out. Because if people knew that they would be this good, Ken, they wouldn't go undrafted. Yeah, it is interesting because they do pride themselves on keeping the undrafted guys. And some don't don't work out. Oh. Remember Otaro Alaka sure. from Texas A&M a few years back? He made the team but did not work out. So they're not all going to be hits. Well, and, and think of it this way when it comes to these undrafted guys because – Ultimately, you have several of them in mm. each training camp because each roster is 90 people. They're essentially lottery tickets, Ken. Yes. I mean, because they're guys that, I mean, you give them low bonuses. I mean, some of these guys don't even get signing bonuses at all, and it's non-guaranteed money. It's They're lottery tickets, and the Ravens have hit on quite a few of them. Yeah, and and the Ravens take pride in the undrafted process, too. As soon as they're done drafting, and the, but it might be mid-seventh, start, they start calling people. Like, you don't get drafted. We're interested. And I'm not saying other teams don't take pride in this, but they do. They take real pride in like trying to find those guys. Well, and, and it's utilizing every avenue to improve your team, right? Because you can't neglect the undrafted free agent process because you just never know. I mean, if, if you end up finding a Bart Scott, a Justin Tucker, uh, what have you, legitimate starters, Pro Bowl-type players, I mean, it's massive. Inside Access here on a Wednesday. Jason out today. will be out again tomorrow, back on Friday. Uh, coming up next, we hit the hot corner, and Orioles lineup is out. Is this the best possible lineup the Orioles can put out there? Well, I'll, I'll ask T-Bone that question. Also, we have an update on Jack Flaherty. And no pitching matchups for Colorado. We'll get you caught up on what's going on with the Orioles as Brandon Hyde did meet with the media. We hit the hot corner next here on The Fan. Inside Access. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.